0: Good morning, everybody. We are in part three of our part four or four part series on making change. And in that first week, we said that less is more. more. That's right. And if you remember, we learned a Bible verse and if you remember it, say it with me, which is better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the win. One of the mothers uh, texted me this past week and said M- my 10-year-old has been saying that verse the last two weeks, which is great. Now if they just apply it when they get older, that'll, just, that'll be even better. But last week we learned that, that stress, is bad. stress is bad. Yeah, because when we have financial stress, We know that usually the reason for that is because we're in financial bondage, right? Just like Proverbs tells us, the borrower is slave of the lender. But this week, we're gonna learn a new principle. And that principle is, giving is good. Say it with me. Giving is good. So every time I say that today, just like the last couple of weeks, I want you to say that phrase with me. Because when Peyton finishes up next week, we want you to be able to go out of here and be able to say all four of these principles. And not just to memorize them, but again, to put those into your life. And we find this really powerful verse in the book of Acts that really goes along with this principle that we're learning today. And it comes from the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, did Jesus say that it's not a blessing to receive? No, no, no. What did he say? He says it's just more blessed. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive because probably none of us have a whole lot of these uh, probably none uh, of these you know just emotional moments where we went out and bought something I and mean, we might have been excited about something might have been something we'd really wanted but i don't think any of us were like you know the first time i brought that flat home that flat screen tv home it was just a spiritual moment for me <laughs> no we don't we don't do that do we we don't say you know i just cried all the way all the way home from the store But there are those times where we have just, we've really pushed ourselves, we stretched ourselves, and we wanted to give to something that we believe was a good cause. Maybe it was a ministry, or maybe it was a person who who was in need, and you just, there's just something about that that's different. It hits differently, doesn't it? Uh, I I know a preacher, and he talked about, he went one time to, uh, he was getting his wife's car fixed. And uh, it wasn't a whole lot as far as expenses go, but he went up to pay, and the guy behind the counter said, listen, I know you, but you don't know me. He said, but you brought my daughter to Christ. He said, so today's bill is on me. And he said, you know, it just felt like such a blessing for someone to do something like that for him. But then he said, a few years later, he was just getting his oil changed, and he saw this, this young mother with a couple of small kids hanging off of her, and she had just been told how much it was going to cost to fix her minivan, and she just started breaking down and crying. And she walked away, and she took her—she got on her phone, and she started talking to her husband, and he could hear her saying, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have the money. We drive our babies in this. What are we going to do? And as she was talking on the phone, this preacher said, you know, at that particular point, you know, she didn't have a whole lot. And, 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 and so he was going to go, he felt like there was, this is something that he could do. He didn't need that money right now. And so he went up there and he said, I would like to pay for her bill. And he said, but I want to keep it anonymous. So when the woman came back, uh, the guy says to her, he says, Listen, you're in luck. Today is our buy one, get one free. And so yours is on the house. Yours has been paid for. And said she just started crying again. And she, and she, she said, thank you, God. And she called her husband up, and, and, and he could hear her and he's talking to her again. And, and she said, God has provided. And he said, you know, that moment where in someone, you know, said, here's this generous gift for you, it was a blessing, he said, but I will tell you, it was more blessed that day for me to give than it was over here to receive. And the reason is because there's a principle that we're learning that Jesus is teaching us as well, and that is giving is good yeah yeah very good and so Paul wrote the church in Corinth and they were taking up this um, this contribution for the the poor Christians in Jerusalem and in that this is something he said he says you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion which through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God Thanksgiving's this week. That's my holiday. I'm excited. And and some people have a tradition where they go around the table and they just, just tell us one thing that you're thankful for this year. Can you imagine if someone, and maybe you didn't even know it, but they mentioned your name and said, you know what, my year has been better because this person was so kind and so generous to me in a time that I couldn't do it for myself and we listen to that and it's like oh that's great it's more blessed to give than to receive and so why don't we do it more and I think part of it is a lot of us you know you were raised in this scarcity mentality right well you know if I give that's less that I've got and there's not enough to go around for everybody and and what if we have this and and so so Jesus Jesus is trying to retrain our minds to tell us that it's more blessed for you to give than it is for you to receive. Because whenever you give, you are a blessing. But also when you give, you are blessed. Let that sink in. When you give, not only are you a blessing to others, but you are blessed blessed and that doesn't mean and bob talked about this last sunday night when in our class on budgeting it was so good and he said look that doesn't mean that you know if you if you give somebody a hundred dollars tomorrow that by the next day there's a thousand dollars it just lands uh, you know on your doorstep it might i can tell you stories about that but that's not what it means what he's talking about here is that we have this joy because God used you in a way to make a difference in someone else's life. Because giving is good. Mm, y'all believe that? Let's say it again. Giving is All right, all right. Now, if that is true, then there's three things that I want us to talk about this morning that maybe will help us to become more generous and to really see this as we should. Here's the first thing. Trust God with your gifts. we got to learn to trust God with your gifts. We, we actually might could say, trust God with your tithe. We don't say that often because it makes some people uncomfortable. Tithe. It's an Old Testament word. Yeah, it's a Hebrew word, and it means one tenth. And it means that God has been generous. This is the story that, this is the narrative that we learn. God has been generous, but he says, I want you to trust me and and give back 10% of the blessings that I have given to you. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30 says, every tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, it is the Lord's, it is holy to the Lord. In other words, if, if, I, if I have $100, that means $10 of that 100 belongs to God. I'm actually giving it back to God as an act of worship. And that just sounds crazy to some people, doesn't it? You think that's crazy. Listen to what God says in Malachi. He says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more seed. You know, it's the only time in Scripture, God tells us, test him. It's the only time in Scripture where it is okay for us to test God. And he says, try it. See if I do not open up the windows of heaven and bring down blessings upon your life. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, wait wait a second. After the last couple of weeks, I thought that, you know, I'm supposed to be tight with my money. You know, now now you're trying to put something else on on top of that, right? And I'll tell you, if you're going to give a 10% of what God has blessed you with, You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to rearrange your life completely around him. It means you will have to change some things in order to make God first with your tithe. And that's the point. You think God needs our money? You think that's what it is? No, he wants us to trust him and for us to be dependent upon Him, and not upon ourselves. I really believe, listen to this, and you may want to write this down. This is good. God can do more with 90% that is blessed than I can do with 100% on my own. That's real good. Let me say that again. God can do more with 90% that you have left over of the 10% that you've given to God and you've got 90% left, God can do more with that than 100% of everything that you get and you're trying to do it all on your own. And, and it goes more, as I said, it goes more than just all of a sudden, you know, I'm the CEO of a company. Wow. No, no, blessings go in so many different ways. Because what we're learning here is that giving is good. I don't know if I've convinced y'all yet. Let's try this the next one. Plan your generosity. Let's plan our generosity. Most of us have a plan when we want something, right? You know, if, uh, if, if we're going to get a new TV, I will go to Consumer Reports. I'm going to find out which one is the best. I want to figure out what size I need. I'm going to go and I'm going to look at them. I'm going to figure out exactly which one I want. I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to find the one. Maybe I can get a discount. Maybe there's a coupon that I can get somewhere else because I make plans when I buy myself stuff. But what if we sat around and said, how can we plan to be more generous instead of just Planning to give more to ourselves. No one is gener- generous by accident. Did you know that? People who are really generous, these are people, they, they have a plan. They've thought it through, they're, they're figuring it out. And it starts with our tithe, but, but then we're going to grow in our faith. And you're going to find other ways that you want to find to to be generous. And and so you may not have a lot of extras. But over the last couple of weeks, you may have set a a fire under you because you've learned this new principle that less less is more. You've been cutting out the senseless spending. You've been eliminating clutter. You've been selling stuff that's just collecting dust and you're putting it onto your debts because you know that stress is, bad. stress is bad. You've made a budget. You're paying down on those credit cards. You're staying within the margins of what you can afford. But God's Spirit is putting a fire in you and maybe even happening right now because you're learning this new principle that, that giving is good. Right, You know you can't afford a whole lot over your budget. You know you're, 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 everything's tight you're trying to do. You were at the budgeting class last week, and you're, you're setting this budget, and you're trying to, to do the right things. You're trying to get that whole snowball, but, but you may not come out of this this morning, and you say, but I think, I think we can save $20 a month that we can be a blessing to somebody. Imagine just saying that to yourself, I, $20 a month. And here's my challenge. If you're going to do this, get you a notebook or a journal. If you can't afford a journal, write on your walls, right? <laughs> but write out all the little details, the, the fun things of what you're going to do with that $20 a month. You're going to see how, you're just going to see how God's going to bless this. It's, just, it's amazing. And so you, you may already know somebody that they can't afford Christmas for their kids, you know daddy just lost the job or maybe you know they've got a lot of medical bills so you're going to take your twenty dollars and you're going to buy a gift or two. Oh, it's not going to pay for everything but you, you made a difference god's gonna you trust god to do something with that or let's just say you go, you're going to go to the grocery store this week because you're buying for thanksgiving you get behind somebody this this young woman she's got kids and 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 she's trying to pay, and she she comes up short. You're going to pull out that $20, and you're going to give it to her, and you're going to say, keep the change. And you're going to trust that God's going to do something special. Think of the good that we could do in our community as a small church if we all had this mentality of being generous. Generous. You might even find yourself inviting people to church. And you may say, you know, I've never really done that. But you know what, it's gonna come out of you. I'll tell you why, because you're gonna, you love what we're doing here. You love what we're about. But I will tell you this, it won't happen for us as a church if we don't plan. Over time, you're gonna be in better shape. You know, you, you can do more than $20 a month, and now you're going to strategize again. Because guess what? That snowball thing that we talked about last Sunday night, man, it is working. We're getting rid of credit cards. You may end up paying off one of your cars. You may get a promotion. And now, all of a sudden, you're, you're going to find other ways that you can be generous. One of the best things that Missy and I did was when we started planning for Mission Sunday, Because for the first several years, here's what we did, and I know I'm not the only one, but I know y'all are gonna make me think I'm the only one. (laughs) But what would happen is, a month before, we'd be like, oh, Mission Sunday's coming. We got four kids, at times, we did have four kids in the house. It seems like we've always got kids in college. And so now we're like, how are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do over the next month? How are we gonna make this work? And, and, you know, we just like, we just wish we want to do more. My wife's a genius on this, which I know that doesn't surprise any of you. But she said, why don't we take so much out of our checking every week that goes to Mission Sunday every year? And now we give more than we've ever given. And guess what? We're excited when we hear it's Mission Sunday, rather than saying, you know, if I were maybe sitting in the pews, man, Mission Sunday's coming up. Where can we go? Right? <laughs> you get excited about it. Uh, recently, Missy and I—we just started talking about this—that we want to, we want to do more with CareNet. We love what they do there. Bonnie Martinelli, she's one of the, the most kind, compassionate people that you will ever meet. I promise you that. And, and we're trying to figure out what can we do this upcoming year that we can do something financially? What can we do um, that we can even give our time? And, and I've actually talked to, to Bonnie about this a little bit. We don't have the plan yet but we're talking about it. But I'll tell you this, we're not gonna do it if we don't keep talking about it and come up with exactly what we wanna do. Some of you, you love Buggy Bunch. Man, you, you get out there with the pumpkin patch every year. You just love it, you love what they're doing. Some of you know a lot about what they're doing. And, and some of you, you're just like, you know what? I'd like to do more with, with that ministry right here in our community. Talk to Sue Dean. Sue Dean's big over there with, with Buggy Bunch. Learn what they're doing. Find out, because it may be, it's a family that all of a sudden they have a need. You may say, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. It may be you want to give to their, um, you know, to, at their banquet every year. Or it may be that, you know, you got some time and you want to give some of that time or whatever it may be. But I will tell you this, if you don't plan, it's not going to happen. One of our missionaries is Arthur David. His work at Ford Madden Christian Academy is tremendous. It's in Liberia. This is a very, very, very poor country. And when I say they are poor, I mean not just economically but educationally. And they provide that education. Now, families have to pay, I think, like $300. Does that sound about right? I think it's like $300 for these kids to go there for a year. And, and we hear that, it's like, oh well, yeah, I'd, I'd love for our tuition to be $300. But for them, that's huge. That's a huge amount. But you may say, I want to do more with that. I want to sponsor a child every year. I'm gonna plan to do that. Some of you may say, I can do more than one child, I can do 10 children, or whatever it may be. And, and, And Peyton takes a group to Liberia. And Peyton will tell you, you go to Liberia, you see these kids, you see what's happening there, it will change your life, am I right Peyton? But I will tell you this, you're not going to Liberia if you don't make plans. If you don't start figuring out how you can do that financially, if you don't figure out how you're going to get the time to do all of that kind of stuff, you won't do it. That's why we've got to we have got to plan to be generous. I wish I had time to talk more about all the other stuff that we do in this church, in this community, throughout, in other nations as well. Go on, go on our website. There's, there's a whole thing there on missions. Go on there. You can see all the things that we help support. And, we, and a big part of that is our, is, our, um, uh, is our mission Sunday every year. But there are other ways that we can, we can be involved. There's other ways that we can do other things. But you're going to find out. You get involved. You start planning and you start doing. You're going to learn that giving is good. Y'all still don't seem real enthusiastic about this one. All right, let's try one more. Start being generous now. Start being generous now. A lot of us who've been here for years, we have heard Bob Brackett talk about the $5 Christian. Some of you who were here on Sunday night, last Sunday night, Bob got up and he talked a little bit about the $5 Christian. And what the $5 Christian is basically is that back in 1958, when he and Sandy had been married for a little over a year, they heard a sermon at this church called the $5 Christian. And at that time, you know, people would put in $1 bills. And so the preacher was like, what if we decided we're not going to put in anything less than a $5 bill? Be a $5 Christian. And Bob and Sandy, they were motivated by that. In fact, when I we talk about Bob and he's the one gets up and talk, but let me tell you, it's the two of them. And when you have two people who are believers in Christ, not only do they have the same mentality, they also have the same goals and purposes and how they use their money. And they went home and they said, "You know what? We want to be $5 Christians." At that time, Bob and Sandy were given $2.50. To put that in perspective, Bob was wealthy. He was making $65 a week. He was, you were raking it in, Bob. And they went home, and, they, and by the way, they had been trying to save money. They had been trying to save every month like $10 or $15 a month. They hadn't been able to do it because just the budget was just so tight and everything. But they said, well, we're gonna be $5 Christian. And when I mean they said that we're gonna be $5 Christians, they didn't say it when, they didn't say, well, Bob, when you, get, you need to go get another job. Or Bob, when you get a promotion. Or Sandy, you need to start doing this. You know when they decided to do it? That day. Now here's the thing, they didn't have $2.50 to add to the other $2.50. So what did they do? They borrowed $2.50 from their neighbors. I I can imagine that conversation with your neighbor. The very next day, Bob gets a letter in the mail from his employer. And it says, you're getting a promotion. And it was $25 a month extra, is that right? $25 more a month. Now, listen, some of you, and, and I know Bob, you know, can tell you this too. You know, somebody might say, well, yeah, but you know what? That letter was in the mail before he made that decision. But I'll tell you what Bob and Sandy will tell you. They'll tell you that God was watching over them. And, and I would love to go on and tell you other times they stretched themselves. They didn't have it, but they just trusted God. And God came, came through in a way that just is, is unbelievable. But I wanted to just share that part. Of it. We're going we'll one day we're gonna get it all in here. We're gonna talk about all of it because it's too good. But the reason I wanted to tell you that is because they said we're gonna to start today. We're gonna to start now being generous. And they said we're just gonna to have to trust God. And God came through. If it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, why would we wait? But let me tell you, it's only going to happen when we trust God with our first and our best, believing he will bless the rest. Now that's fun, isn't it? Let's say that again, say it with me this time. Trust God with our first and our best, believing he will bless the rest. Because when you do that, you're gonna learn something. Giving is good. Thank you, Elizabeth, really came through this morning. All right. I can't overemphasize faith here, folks. I just can't. I know many struggle with that scarcity mentality. And so by faith, I want to be generous. By faith, I've got to plan my whole life around being a generous person. By faith, I'm going to say I'm going to start being generous now, today. I'm not going to wait. I trust God in all of that. You know, one of the most popular Bible verses that, that of all time comes from John 3:16. It says, "For God so loved the world that He did what? He gave. He gave. He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus, so that we would not perish, but we would have everlasting life. We've all fallen short of God's standard, folks. But the good news of Jesus Christ is that he came to the earth and he died for us, for our sins, for the things that we could not pay ourselves, we could not earn our way, and he rose on the third day. And all those who call on the name of the Lord and they trust him, they will be saved all those who are baptized into Christ, Jesus comes in and the Bible says he just permeates our lives. He identifies with us. The Spirit of God comes and, and joins us and helps us along that journey. And some of the fears that we have and, and the very things that we're talking about today. But what we learn in the end is that God knows what he's doing. We just got to trust him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for those who are going to take a massive step of faith today. Even testing you to see that you will be faithful as they honor you. Father, may your spirit encourage them, minister to them along the way. And for those hurting today, Father, I pray that your church... Would meet the needs of people in this fellowship, in this community, and into other nations. Father, may the world see that we love one another, that we love each other, and for you to be glorified in all of that. Father, use us for your good, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.